Welcome, welcome back. We're back. Studio B. Peyton, we have something to share with the audience again. Okay, yeah, we are. It's a big news. We This is Studio B because we are, we're back in, in Studio yeah, B. Yeah, the original. Yeah. This isn't the revamp. No, this is, this is the, we are back to our roots. Yeah, back to our roots. Um, we had a little little scheduling conflict with, with the new podcast studio. Yeah, we did. I, I was like, oh, no. And then I had to fly up here, you know, run up yeah. here so we get on time. I drove know? up here. I'm going to get a parking ticket. But, you know, I'm doing it for the audience. Hey, yes. We did it for Megan today. Yes. And that little yellow piece of paper is probably going to be worth it, I think. Yeah, I think so. Too. Yeah, this so if you would like to donate to Studio B to help Ryan pay for the parking ticket, he may or may not have on his <laughs> I, Subaru. I, I hope you don't have a parking ticket. I hope I don't either. That wouldn't be good I think at it's, all. I think it's too late for that. But um, Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, today we had Megan Hamilton on the yeah. podcast. What a, um, what a great, great human yeah. being. Another employee of the Appalachian Center, yeah. and outside of the Appalachian Center, mm -hmm. she is partnering with Isaiah 117, yep. which right. we'll let her explain, yeah. but uh, it, is, it is a very great project. A very great project that, that people need to open their voices about so yeah. people can, you know, see, see what's actually happening. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those projects that, like, I hate that it's a project, you know? Yeah. Like, I hate that we have to, have to, we have do, to do there this. There has to be a project for that, because there shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, there shouldn't be, yes, but, but there is, but there is. Megan's working on it for on top of all news, the other crazy great. things that she's doing. We're making a lot of eye contact. We are. Recap. We don't do that. Yeah, I know. Studio. I don't know. I, I miss it, that. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Lots of fun. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just get into it. This I, think, is, I think so, too. I I'm, I'm pumped for this. I'm pumped. Get ready, y'all. Get ready. This is Megan Hamilton. Hey, welcome to Studio B, the Emory and Henry College Bonner Scholar Podcast. Join Ryan and Peyton as they discuss themes of place, community, and common ground. This is Studio B. Hey, Megan. Hi, Ryan. Hey, so Ryan, and then we've got Peyton. Peyton I'm here. here in the studio. I'm, back. I'm back again. We're back again. Yeah, we are back again in the old studio, and we are so excited to have Megan Hamilton with us today. That's right. Another amazing employee of the Appalachian Center for Civic Life here on Civic campus. Life. Let's go. How are you today, Megan? I'm doing okay. How about your uh, it's a little warm in here. Um, yeah, it is. It is warm. We don't have the nice AC like we no, do in the newer studio. I forgot how hot this this studio gets. I'm sometimes. finally getting over this. Uh, I'm finally getting over this like sickness type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last week the weather's changed. It went from 86 to like 50 something, and then below of like 42 and 38. So it's just my my sinuses and everything just all out whack. So yeah. Trying to get over. Yeah, that. I have been under the weather this week. So if you hear that in my voice, that's what's going on. No, you are you are all good. We are we're so excited that you're joining us today. So Megan, uh, before we get into this interview, I was wondering if you could yeah. just give us a little like a little life timeline of uh, <laughs> where you're from and basically how how you ended up on this podcast today with us. Oh goodness! So I am from the Atlanta area in Georgia, and uh, I was born in Georgia. Moved around a lot as a kid. Uh, went back to Georgia my sophomore year of high school, stayed in Georgia for my undergrad, and uh, came to Abingdon, Virginia right out of 
college to work at the Barter Theater as an actress, and then left, went to New England, did some theater, and also did some personal training. I was a fitness director, came back to Barter Theater in 2011 to start an applied theater program called Project Real that went into schools, businesses, worked with nonprofits, worked with government services and lockdown facilities, using theater tools to help teach social and emotional skills. And then uh, left to do more big picture things, went to United Way of Southwest Virginia as a youth success coordinator, and also became a Washington County School Board member in 2020, and then came to Emory & Henry as full-time faculty and coordinator of civic engagement projects in um, 2021, September 2021. So it's been a full year working full-time at Emory. And uh, a lot of my job, it, I go out into the community and meet with organizations and discuss what needs they're working to address and what needs they don't have the capacity to address and then see where that might align with course curriculum, uh, student groups or individual students so that our students can come alongside them in the problem solving process so that not only they get connected to our community, but they also get hands-on learning and meet their learning objectives at the same time. That, that's it in a nutshell. And, and one of the projects that we have students working on is the Isaiah 117 house project. Um, and I think that's why I'm here today is to talk about that. Is that correct, Ryan? That's one of the reasons. I mean, you do a lot of other great things we're going to talk about too. But yeah, Isaiah 117 is a really, really groundbreaking project in our area that you're working on. So um, yeah, can you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about Isaiah 117 and what that is? Yeah, so Isaiah 117 House is an organization that helps communities create a home where children who are being removed from their homes for awful circumstances can go to while they wait for a foster care placement. Because the reality is, uh, especially in Washington County, Virginia at the moment, because we don't have a home like this, a child will be removed from the home and they can wait up, they can wait for hours up to days for a placement. And what happens is that they end up staying the night in the Department of Social Services overnight. And that should happen to no child, period. So Isaiah 117 is a home where they can go to and be lavishly loved on, get a warm meal, clean clothes, get toys, interact and play with caring adults while they wait for placement. And it helps reduce the trauma that a child can experience on that removal day. And what I also love about Isaiah 117 House is that they work to come alongside with the caseworkers who are tasked with this awful thing. You know, it's not fun to have to be a part of that process and it's, it's messy, it's dark. And so Isaiah 117 House also lavishly loves on the caseworkers to hope, in hopes of lessening the burden for them in that process. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, I'm working on this project uh, with Megan. Uh, in uh, I'm working with the social media aspect sort of things. Media, go figure. Um, so uh, I didn't know that um, this was a thing until um, I think you mentioned it in one of our civic innovation classes. And um, 
the the whole you know children going into placement sleeping in offices i don't think that should happen anywhere no no yeah it's unacceptable it's a sad reality and it's cool that you know we get people on here and there's projects happening all over the world that people might not know about yeah they need to open their voice up and i think it's cool that people are actually you know getting out you know in the community and you know spreading their voice out and hey you know this is happening and this needs to change definitely you know it's it's great. Yeah. Megan, I know we are in the beginning steps of this project, but can you like lay out a little bit of a timeline between um, the kickoff event that's happening and then like maybe when we'll start supporting children in this aspect? Yeah. I also, before I do that, I want to clarify. So I'm also working in the role of their expansion coordinator, volunteering for that for Isaiah 117 House. So that is a a separate role for my coordinator of civic engagement projects. Um, but it's just, I hope that makes sense. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> so a timeline is that we'll kick off this uh, awareness campaign on October 2nd. And really the, the first six months is all about raising awareness around this issue, because just like you two said, you didn't realize this was happening. And honestly, I worked with foster kids in my previous job and worked closely uh, with DSS workers on providing social and emotional learning for them and also worked with foster parents too. And I didn't even realize that that was happening until recently, until I heard one of the founders speak back in February. And so the the main goal is just let's get people aware because once people are aware they want to do something about it i think that is such a powerful thing and what i'm most looking forward to is that that these kiddos see that an entire community is behind them that is is a big deal and can help in their recovery and healing process. So we kick off six months awareness campaign, and then we start to be more intentional about um, friend, what they call friend raising, which I love, uh, because they have come to discover, the Isaiah 117 house folks have come to discover that in this process of raising awareness, things just naturally come together. And we've, we naturally get the money to provide the house, which could be either purchasing a house uh, with those funds or building from the ground up. My hope is that by 2024, we will have this home in place and it's open. Awesome. Yeah, that that sounds really, that sounds really great. I'm excited to uh, see this project come from the ground up. Yeah, that, that'll be pun intended. Super. Yeah, super. Yeah. But I think like we we've uh, before this podcast, we've kind of got some information about it. And I think that more people need to, you know, understand yeah. what's going on and yeah. understand what is happening, you know, around us. Yeah. So that's no, really that makes cool. sense. I really like what you said about the the friend raising. That's a that's a really good <laughs> yeah. term that you use there. Um, you mentioned that you've worked with the United Way before, which is an organization that I've also worked very closely with. And um I, my question is, you, you also mentioned you had um, some background in uh, the foster care system and things like that. Is there a story or a moment that you think has really shaped um, your, uh, your like drive for this project? Oh, gosh, yes, Ryan. Uh, so I also came from a tumultuous childhood. And 
know what it's like to have to navigate some awful circumstances around substance abuse, addiction, physical, emotional, and sexual abuse at a young age. And that has really defined everything that I've done to this point. And that's why I'm very passionate about not only Isaiah 117 House, but also serving the youth of our region and being on the school board, advocating for our kids who don't have a voice. Uh, also being at Emory and Henry College and educating the, the next generation on how to problem solve these issues because there's a lot of work to do out there around this. And the more we can get folks like yourself involved in community, and the more people we have being engaged as citizens of this place, we can make a difference. We can make change happen. I really believe that. And so that is my personal drive. It is my passion and somewhat of a, an obsession a lot of the time. Um, I love what I do. I love to work. Um, it's so meaningful to me because of my own personal why. Truer words have never been spoken. I'm. Uh, we can see your. We can. We can definitely see or hear in this aspect your heart for this work, and um, we're so lucky to have you and for this community to have you as well, Megan. Um, I don't know if you remember, but Thank one you. of my first interactions with you was at a chats event last year, which is really funny because we had Amelia on last episode yeah, to talk about yeah. chats. And um, we were doing an activity and I was standing in a circle and I was facing somebody and I made the comment because like I, I, I describe myself as a washed up theater kid and I know that you have experience in theater. And so I remember yes. looking at Amelia and I said, are we doing Meisner? And you just perked up and you said, how do you know what that is? <laughs> all, right, all right, Ryan. Now, speaking upon that, yeah. Megan, I got to ask you a question. How, how has being in theater in your past, do you think it's helped you apply to, you know, what you do with your yeah. job today? Oh my gosh, big time. I will say this for the rest of my life. And, and this is why I also use theater tools in the civic innovation program. So theater as a kid saved me. It was the thing that kept me going and wanting to go to school. And I will say theater along with chorus and my mentors in theater and chorus knew something was not, not great at the home that I lived in. And so they just kept me involved and kept me engaged. And, um, and they did it in ways that were beyond just putting on a play or a show. They you know, would ask if I wanted to go do things with a group of students, like go see a show and, um, just, I really had a community in the arts. And I realized, especially now after researching, um, part of my dissertation and my master's program was connecting theater to emotional intelligence and theater to um, brain-based learning. What we start, what research is finding is that that's play and play can be very healing because you start to explore your own body, your own human emotions, because arts are about the human experience and it helps you start to regulate yourself. And so 
I think those things really set the foundation for me to start digging and starting to ask some hard questions and hold the mirror up to myself in order to start healing and recovering. And so I think those skills are applicable to anything and everything, especially when it comes to learning how to collaborate effectively, um, your creativity, your ability to communicate and problem solve. And so um, in my previous work at Barter Theater, I did go work with some businesses. Ballot Health was one of them before I left and helping employees uh, better communicate effectively through those tools. And so I, yeah, I'm a firm believer in those tools in, in arts in general and how they're integrated into everything that we do to be successful. Did that answer your question? Of course it did. I'm I'm on that same boat with you. I believe 100% in um, part the way I carry myself now in terms of like leadership and uh, you know even my work inside and outside the classroom I think has been shaped by um, finding my voice when I was younger and being in that space where you're allowed to do that. You know, mm-hmm. expression yeah. is big, and I think we live in a day and age where people really struggle with that, and a lot of expression is done on social media. And I think there's pros to social media. I'm coming to discover as I've tried to embrace a little bit more, but I would definitely say there are cons and, and it prohibits people from really truly expressing themselves in healthy ways. So I think more than ever, and I think that's why we started chats because we've got to help people, myself included, get better at communicating to connect at the end of the day. Totally agree. No, who is it? I think it's RuPaul who says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? You know? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Megan, you've got Isaiah 117 going on. You also teach in the civic innovation department at the college, as well as working in the app center. Um, Is there a dream project that you have? Like I know Isaiah 117 is a big thing we have now, but is there like a, before your, before your, uh, before your time is done at Emory and Henry college way down the road, is there something that you're thinking like, I want this to happen? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And we are in the works of it as, as we speak. Um, So I know Ryan that you have been exposed to what trauma informed means Yes. And adverse childhood experiences. And so um, right now I am in collaboration with Ballad Health. uh, Oh gosh, Mount Rogers Community Services, United Way of Southwest Virginia, and the School of Health Sciences on uh, developing a trauma-informed responsive program that can be implemented not only in hospitals, but also um, in any work sector. Um, I firmly believe that the more folks that are empowered with this knowledge of understanding the science of stress, so not even huge traumatic events, but just how we're wired as humans, can really help us better thrive as a community. And at the end of the day, I don't even think you necessarily have to be super knowledgeable in the science of it all because 
at the heart of being trauma responsive and informed is human connection, period. And so part of the programming that we're creating is including chats, which if our listeners don't know what that stands for, it stands for connecting humans and telling stories, a program that is developed to help people communicate in order to connect. Um, human connection is key to all of this. And so my big dream would be to see, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be our programming, because <laughs> um, I know we have other community partners who are working on this. I know the Tennessee side is much more progressed in this area. And so we're actually looking to connect with, with those community partners in Tennessee to also learn from them. Um, I just wanna see it happen. I wanna see a community who is connecting and thriving and problem solving together and, and being trauma responsive, even if they don't necessarily know all the science behind it. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, I am. I'm right there with you. And how special is it that of all the places in the world that we can do this, you're wanting to do this right here. And we're slowly chipping away at that human connection. Um, I know. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Just, it seems like, you know, Megan, you're, you just do so much for for the community and everybody around, you know, what, what would you say that you would do for, you know, self-care, like, like for yourself, you know, like you, you know, do you, are you outdoorsy, you know, or like, you know, kind of get away, you know, stress-free. That's a great question. That is an important question. Um, I love being outdoors. I try to hike as much as possible. And I also paddleboard, especially during the summer. Um, those are my two favorite outdoor activities. And I will say I love caving, but that does not happen as much as I would like it to. I have some dear teacher friends uh, in Washington County schools who are big cavers and, um, I have gone with them a few times and I hope to do some more of it. So there's outdoors that I love to do. I do a lot of yoga. I'm also a, a yoga teacher, um, and meditation teacher, and I'm actually going into the Marion Correctional Treatment Center with my Core 100 class this semester and teaching the inmates yoga and meditation. Um, so I am an avid practitioner of those things. And I also uh, train. I'm into Olympic weightlifting. Um, I also love to read and connect with my close friends whenever I get the chance. Those things really bring me a lot of joy and, um, and happiness. So, and, uh, being with my, my husband and my doggies. So that's, that's it. So awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you're a reader. Um, do you have a, do you have a book recommendation that you can give us and our audience that, um, uh, has really struck a chord with you recently? Uh, that's a great question. I will say, so I've read a lot of books on trauma. <laughs> We're back to that topic. Yeah. Uh, and the book that to me is the most di easily digestible is the book called What Happened to You um, that was written by Oprah Winfrey. And oh goodness, the doctor, his name is... Uh, slipping my mind. Let me look it up. What happened to you? 
is Bruce Perry. There we go. Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey wrote this book together and it's super simple and I think helps really convey uh, this, the science behind trauma in, in an easy way. Yeah, no, I ha I have I own that book. I haven't read it uh -uh. yet. Yes, um, Jenny from uh, the Chats event. Yeah, uh, she gave uh, everyone who worked that event a copy of that book, and um, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Um, in in my dorm room, I, I have my TV that's stacked on a bunch of books, and that is that is one of those books. So it sounds like I'm gonna need She'd to find another book to yeah. replace the one, so that my TV is not at a ninety degree angle. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, good thought, Ryan. Is that just yeah? Is that just like is that just like foot in the water into uh like the adverse childhood experience that sort of thing? Is that what this I book think is so. about? Okay. I think it's a good first book to delve into for that. Awesome. Well, Megan, unfortunately, our time is coming to a close together. Um, I wish we could we could talk for hours, yeah, hours on, on end. Um, easily. all the amazing yeah. things that you do. However, um. Hopefully we can have you back on to give us a little Isaiah one seventeen update. update. Yeah, yeah, that would be no, great. that would be great. Thank you. Hey, no problem. We thank you so much for coming on today. We love you. We're so proud of the work you're doing. Um, you're doing amazing, and um, I I'm so lucky to be able to learn from you in the civ department. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are you know need to learn about you know what's yeah, going on. Perfect. Around, so that's great. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you both. Thank you, Megan. Studio B is part of the Emory & Henry College Bonner Scholar Program through the Appalachian Center for Civic Life. Studio B is produced by Meg Askew and edited by Ryan Vaughn. To listen to past episodes, go to anchor.fm slash ehstudioB or wherever you listen to podcasts.